The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to another daily devotional live stream. And again, I want to thank you for joining us today as we are taking some time to delve into the book of Proverbs. The uh, book of Proverbs is unique, and, and it's got some unique uniquenesses of it that are a little bit different than other books of the Bible. And one example, actually, today is going to be unique, is we'll cover a large section of Scripture from the book of Proverbs in chapter, in chapter 1. But generally, uh, like a lot of books, have big sections like this that all are under one context. And then there's other sections of Scripture where every verse is a brand new context, and so every verse has a different thought. Having said that, we will not necessarily break through Proverbs per se in every section. Uh, one, it's 31 chapters, and although we have the time, to me, it's uh, as it, we look through it. So we may not cover every section uh, as God leads us through this. And uh, so could, what would happen is we could be in one chapter for weeks in case as we go through context. So every once in a while, we'll work at it from a topical point of view. It'll be a little different, unique, and a great study. And I really am glad that you've made a point to join us as we continue to study through this book and a desire to gain wisdom from God. I would encourage you as we go through this, make it a part of your day or sometime throughout the week to read, you know, maybe one chapter a day as we're going through this. A lot of times what people do to make it easy is they look at the date, today's the 13th, and so they would start reading the book of, uh, of chapter 13 and then work their way through and always just kind of uh, keep themselves on that. Every once in a while you got to read two if it's only 30 days in the month. Uh, but it, the idea would be is you kind of have this, and the idea is the repetition, the consistency, just really begins to put in your mind some great truth. And then uh, as we go through it, we'll get a chance to break down some details. So we're going to continue in, in chapter 1 today. We're going to start down at verse number 20. And to an extent, it kind of picks up what we talked about and ended off with last time. Last time we talked about the importance of desiring wisdom and allowing wisdom from God's Word to, one, acknowledge God's Word's the source, not my opinion, no one else, and, or, or, my, or my view of morality. It is the Word of God because it is God. The Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So this is the instruction book, and so, uh, and then it gives me wisdom. And we talked about the fact that wisdom is something uh, even though I have it offered to me and might even be able to be, you know, I can hear it and it's, it's available to me. That doesn't mean I always listen to it. I always agree with it and doesn't mean I necessarily adapt my life to it. And so today we're going to very much fit. What's going to happen is Solomon places in this, in this chapter, a section of scripture where it talks about how badly wisdom is needed. And then it talks about what happens when we don't take advantage of it. Uh, really. And now remember, as we see at the beginning, Proverbs is being written to his son. He's giving wisdom to his son, hoping that his son would gain this. A lot of these things are very straightforward, practical, as you're going to see a little bit today. Now, interesting, we talk a little, we read these verses in a little bit. What you're going to find is something that fits so practically when we think about our culture today. We think about the riots. We think about the craziness that's going on out there. We think about, you know, the politics and, you know, some of it's true, some of it's not. And, and just when you watch the media, you know that a lot of it is one man's opinion or it's just not true in a lot of occasions. And you look down and it's just frustrating. It's frustrating because you want to be able to gain knowledge. You want to be able to know what's going on, uh, but you hate to be told what to believe. And that's becoming frustrating. Well, we're going to see how that really fits in today's practicality, how the great need 
for wisdom. So I'm going to begin reading in verse 20. The Bible says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the street. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse. In the openings of the gates in the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused, I stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distresses and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. So what we have, again, a bigger chunk of scripture, and we see really some very straightforward aspects as Solomon is illustrating wisdom as if it was an animate thing, as something that was desiring to be given. And he starts in the first couple of verses, and he says, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the street. She's in the chief places. And then he says in verse 22, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? So what we're saying is, the world is screaming and desiring for wisdom. Wisdom, is, it, it sees itself in these scenarios, and it's screaming for people to recognize. Let's, let's give an example. It goes down into these riots, and it says, We would love to give you some wisdom, but they won't listen. It comes down to the battles in the homes, and we say, We would love to give you wisdom. There's answers to this, but they didn't want to hear. Conflict in relationships or, or conflict in our country and, and, and wisdom, if we make it to a physical being, is looking at all of the problems of the world and says, there is an answer. But I'm, and I'm screaming to give it to you, but I, I'm frustrated that you will not answer. Now, obviously in the world we know that uh, generally the world as, as culture states has taken the Bible out. Uh, they don't want to hear it. They, think it's, they try to make it all outdated. They try to call it um, intolerant. They, you know, all these different things. And, and, and frankly, if you, don't, if you really believe that, you don't know Scripture. Many of them say it contradicts itself. And what they want to do is the world wants to sit back and say the Bible is not something you can trust. You ever been asked by somebody, well, the Bible contradicts itself. How can you trust it? And, and then somehow we feel obligated to defend that by proving them that it doesn't. Well, please remember something. It is impossible to prove a false. It just is. Um, there's just no basis for it. So when someone comes to you and say, well, there's so many contradictions, you can't prove there's not. I mean, you'd spend all day because there is none. So what you do is you look at them and say, well, would you show me where there's contradictions? And then you can talk about that. What you're going to find is most of them in frustration, whatever, uh, because they don't know. Because what they're, they're stating something they've been told that is just not true. People say it's not relevant for today or things of that nature. If they're willing, many occasions, I don't want to hear, remember that God is working in hearts of some men and women and, and others have just not yet or God's not prepared them yet. So as we have opportunities to share the gospel and to speak with people, uh, one, I hope us that we're, we're cautious, we're careful, we're gracious. Uh, don't turn them into debates. But the, we see the word of God as an opportunity for great wisdom. So here's, here's what I want to state in our practicality today. 
instead of looking at the world and getting frustrated at a, at a culture that is unsaved, unchurched, does not know God, and generally in their own thinking just wants nothing to do with God. I, don't get frustrated by a world that is, that is ignoring God. What else would they do? What would you do outside of your salvation? We, we look at an unsaved world and we sometimes place them in our Christian thinking. And how dare they? What do you mean how dare they? They don't have God. And without Jesus in your life, where would we be? And so I think we've got to be careful that we look at the world and we get frustrated. Here, here's what I would say. I'd be less concerned about the world and what they're doing because they're lashing out of the flesh as we would without Jesus. Let's less concerned about that and more concerned about ourselves as Christians. How are we, what are we doing with the wisdom from God? Are we fearing God? Are we following God? Are we applying this more than just knowing this? Are we applying this? Is it part of our life? Are we guiding our homes in wisdom? Are we running our marriages in wisdom? Are we making decisions in wisdom? In biblical wisdom, not knowledge, not experience, biblical wisdom. Are we approaching what God wants us to do down the road in biblical wisdom? See, because the point is this. The Bible is going to be reviewed mostly as a historical book by some people in the world. But who is the Bible really valuable to? Those who understand its value, Christians. And here's a thought. Just it's, it's a bit of a, if you want to say confrontational, but if God's people don't find the Bible valuable enough to read and live, why would the world? So I think what we're looking at is we evaluate ourselves and we have to look at our own. We can't just say, well, the world needs this. No, no. Evaluate ourselves. In all of the scenarios we're looking at, is wisdom crying out saying, I have an answer for your scenario and we're just refusing to take it? Is wisdom through the preacher, through friends, through your devotions, through these things, is wisdom kind of trying to get your attention through what God is giving you and you're choosing not to. So there, there's a great need. There's answers for all the things out there. But here's, here's what Solomon says in verse 22. How long? Remember we talked about there'll be different terms of people describing people. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? How long will we just live in simplicity? We don't want truth. We'd rather just kind of live in, in oblivious nature. No big deal, whatever. How long? Boy, don't you want to gain and gain knowledge? And people say, well, simplicity, I don't have to worry. Knowledge brings accountability. Ah, oh, it also brings great, great experience. And he says, scorners. Now, that's the other extreme. You scorners delight in their scorning, and then fools hate knowledge. He goes, all three people, none of you desire this. And so, simply put, if you're one of those that you want to stay in simplicity. You, you are against God and you hate knowledge. You are find yourself as one of those three people. He goes, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. You three people, listen, acknowledge your situation. Recognize it and turn to me. And oh, I'll give you some great knowledge. I will help you. I will give you what you need. And so he's begging for the people, these three, listen, don't live this way. Turn to me. Be wise. Gain. Fear the Lord. Gain knowledge. And boy, I will give you help. I will give you answers. I will help save your marriage. I will help save the scenario. I will help you in your family battles. I, I will help in your personal battles. I will give you what you need. His wisdom is kind of begging us to accept it. But then it goes on for a minute and talks what's going to happen for those who don't take what God is begging us to take, his wisdom. He says in verse 22, he goes, because I have called and ye have refused. I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded and no man accepted it. But ye have said it not, Michael. You put my counsel aside and you would not accept my reproof. 
He goes, here's what will happen. I, again, wisdom, I will also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. And he goes on and describes more what he's going to do. Simply stated, if the reproof is there, the wisdom's there, the opportunity to change. You mean, you've been acknowledged, I need this. You've been confronted or the word of God, the Holy Spirit spoke in your heart and you've seen the word of God. You know it to be true. And so wisdom is begging you. It's there. Take it. Accept this truth. And man, make it, make it the part that leads. He goes, but... You've chosen. Not only you've chosen, you refuse it. He said, listen, I'm, I'm going to laugh. This sounds harsh. I will laugh at you when you're climbing. I will mock you when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distresses and anguish come upon you. Can I tell you simply what it states? My refusal to accept now to result in great problems. Great distresses. Think about it. The world has chosen a cross board to ignore the Bible as a source of wisdom. Where has the world ended up? Many churches have chosen to use the Bible as part of a great book, but not the Bible. You know, it's, it's got the Bible, it's a great book of wisdom. They've acknowledged it, and you see the, the level of Christianity struggling. Many Christian families have said, I don't know if the Bible's really all that. We struggle. I can tell you, for those who acknowledge those who have chosen to ignore wisdom, and don't get me wrong, they know the Bible may be to be true, they look at it, but they, they have been given wisdom. Wisdom is kind of pointed out, you need me, and they said, I don't want it. He said, there's only going to come calamity. Because when we talked about yesterday, or last time, that truth is, the, there's only one truth, and truth is absolute. It is the Bible, it is God. If I refuse to accept the truth of the wisdom of the Word of God, the alternative is going to be a struggle. We are going to fall apart. We're never going to find peace. We're never going to find joy. We're never going to find hope. And we'll never find salvation because it only comes from the word of God. This is true of the unsaved. This is true of the saved. Are we allowing God's word to be that lamp unto our feet and that light unto our path? And it comes from wisdom. So what, what we see is we break this. Let me, let me give an example. In verse 31. Therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their own ways and be filled with their own devices. Our choices, bad choices, will have its own consequences. And even will come to God and goes, listen, you chose this. Simply put, if I choose to ignore God's direction and then the consequences come, God gives forgiveness, he gives restoration, but he's not going to take away the consequence. If I make a decision and there's results, I live with those, whether temporarily or the rest of my life, because I've chosen to ignore the wisdom of God's word. And, and it's sad, but it's just a fact. It's just the way it is. So let me, let me challenge us as we look at this. One of the things, one, as unsaved, the, sometimes you look at the Word of God and say, but it's confusing. Can I tell you that the Bible says the word, um, uh, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It simply says this. To the unsaved, they look at the Word of God and it doesn't mean the same as it does to the saved. Because when I'm saved, the Holy Spirit helps me to understand what the Bible is teaching me. As the Bible is alive and it's God's Word to me. The unsaved see it and outside of God exposing the truth of salvation to them, it's just, it's theory, it's to an extent philosophy and they miss it. So I encourage you, the one thing you need to look at is not understanding the Bible right now. You need to understand your need of God. And when when you accept Jesus as your Savior, then you go back to the Word of God, then all of a sudden the Word of God comes alive to you because the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you. So if you've tried, you have tried religion, I've tried this and it's empty, don't do religion. Look for Jesus, for salvation. And then when you have that, go to the Word of God. So if you're not saved and you have a Bible, begin reading John 3. Go to John 3. Go to Ephesians 2. 
Um, read Romans uh, 6, 7, and 8 and through 10. Read, these are some books, because John 3 walks through the gospel. And that would be the one. I'd read, read John 3 and, and find out what John 3 has to say. That is the truth. And then once you see the truth of salvation, I call upon you as Christians. May we always strive to be teachable, submissive to God's word. Because I unfortunately know that what we're reading here is this is not just to the unsaved. Christians can do this. In the midst of it, God desires his wisdom in our scenario. We choose to ignore it. And then we have the consequence of our own actions and our own decisions. And it's so sad. But let me tell you something. When I've watched Christians who have embraced the wisdom that God gives, not the wisdom of another man, but what God gives in God's word, boy, it changes us. And it, and it brings victory and it brings hope and it brings peace in, in an otherwise volatile situation because the word of God is that answer if I'm letting it be what it needs to be. And I hope you'll let that and I hope you will take that and allow it to be uh, your guide and your truth. I hope that we will continue as we go through Proverbs. The first two sections we looked at really are introductory and the importance of accepting wisdom. And as we continue through this, I hope we will continue to learn some great practical truths. I know we will and I hope we will take them and allow them to be our guide in this in this time that God's allowed us to live through. Thank you again for the time you've given to me and given to us to be part of your day. I hope it was encouragement. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great afternoon. God bless.